joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 Talk Radio. Going to kick off the show tonight talking about some of these recent mass shootings. All we hear from the media and Democrat activists on social media is uh, we need to get these guns out of circulation. We need to take guns away from law-abiding citizens. We've all heard all the talking points, but they don't want to, to discuss the facts of these cases. They just want to go ahead and blame the guns. But the fact is, most of these cases that we're seeing with mass shootings are coming from mentally ill Democrats or mentally ill people that the Democrats are letting into our country, uh, like this recent situation in Cleveland, Texas. Uh, also, this trans shooter in Nashville, completely indoctrinated by the Democrats. Uh, they do not want you to know that. They do not want to talk about that. They just want to talk about the shootings that take place, not what led up to the shooting, which is the conversation that we really need to have. What do we do about all of these mentally ill people in our country who the Democrats keep indoctrinating and uh, pretty much making them even more mentally ill than they already were by telling them that whatever they're doing is good and there's nothing wrong with it when we know there's a lot wrong with it. I mean, you look at the trans movement, for one, uh, the suicide rates of these people is insane. The homicide rate of these people, uh, they just have severe mental illness problems. And instead of addressing it, the Democrats want to double down and make even more people mentally ill uh, with these off-base ideologies, and this is what we're seeing play out. Of course, we heard a lot about that shooting in Cleveland, Texas, about the five people being shot, including a child in their own home. But once it came out who was actually responsible for these murders, all of a sudden the story kind of dropped off the map and completely off the radar. But we're not going to let that happen here on After Dark with Rob and Andrew. We're going to continue to discuss it, talk about this illegal alien who'd been deported several times who committed this crime. And what's with this where we keep letting these illegal aliens get deported time and time again? How about after your second strike? Life in prison or something like that, because clearly... We're just going to deport you and you're going to find your way back into our country to commit the same crimes that you're committing that most likely led to the deportation in the first place. So this is another issue that we really need addressed is what we do with these people who we have to deport several times over and we just keep letting them enter our country illegally. Uh, it just seems totally backwards. Rob, how are you doing tonight and what are your thoughts on these most recent shootings where we constantly hear about the guns, the guns, the guns, but we don't hear what led up to these shootings and the indoctrination or the mental illness that many of these shooters have. Andrew, I'm doing great. And you're right. Everything that you said uh, about the, whenever we hear about the shootings, they want to take away the guns. And I would just say to our listeners, keep your guns. You have to keep your guns because the state of affairs in our country is such that Who's going to protect us if we don't protect ourselves? You have a lot of these cities, these big cities that are saying defund the police. They've gotten rid of the police. They want to take away the guns from the police, but they themselves are protected because they have private security. Remember the black woman uh, representative, Cori Bush, 
who has been talking about defund the police and take away the guns, yet she comes out and she says that she needs our protection, private security, to protect her black body. Her black body is needed. Now, why she identified herself as my black body, I don't know, other than, you know, she's playing the race card. As they yes. always do. She's very low IQ. Anytime Cori Bush is brought up, it just reminds me of this time that she was out campaigning and she made the statement that poor people should be taxed like rich people, thinking that it meant that poor people would actually pay <laughs> less in taxes. But she doesn't realize that rich people are already taxed more than poor people. So uh, she just has no idea what's going on. She's completely unqualified for her job. And that's what leads to a lot of these moronic statements. I wish I could go and look and see the constituents that voted for her. Who are these people? Why would they vote for, and not just her, but for these Democrats as a whole? Is it like a sympathy vote? I don't care how you dislike Republicans. They're going to save you with their laws. They're going to protect you. Whereas Democrats, it's the other way around. Their laws cause division. Their laws break down society. You look at a lot of our cities, and probably some of you are experiencing the same thing with this whole thing on pot. It's horrible. You walk out, and that's all you smell. At one point, it was cigarettes. You would smell people smoking cigarettes in restaurants and grocery stores on the airplane. And people, oh, we got to stop because it's killing us. And now we've moved toward pot. I wonder who, what climate changer is going to realize that that's also causing harm to the environment, that smoke that we're all inhaling, and it's making us a bunch of zombies. But of course, Democrats are okay with that because they want to keep us happy. And they say, oh, pot makes you happy. It makes you smile. But we see people walking around looking like zombies. And once you give it pot, then these other recreational drugs. And you have places like Seattle that are saying that we should you know, uh, stop outlawing recreational dr drugs like psychedelic drugs and let people take it. Look at the whole fentanyl situation that's coming in from the border and how people are being are dying from fentanyl overdoses. Look at California, which is like seems to be the capital of drug use and abuse, and people are walking around like zombies, scratching their arms and looking crazy and doing things that they normally wouldn't do. And it impacts everyone, not just the low income, but people that are making a lot of money. It impacts them also. Is this what we want? That people can't just live off of life? Have the policies of the left impacted people so that they need drugs to get by day to day? This is scary. But it's yet and still it's happening. And we keep voting for these people to represent us. I wouldn't at all be surprised if we have people on the Hill right now that are shooting up with drugs and smoking pot, marijuana use, recreational use when they go home. I can look at some of them and tell you, yeah, they're probably on it. And if they're not, they don't want to be on it because they want to be able to keep their senses while they're putting, pushing down these crazy policies on us. You mentioned illegals that are coming in. And yes, they're illegal. Stop with this trying to dress it up. And we can't call them illegal because it offends. Well, if it offends, stop being an illegal. Stay in your own country. We have to call it what it is. Stop trying to dress it up, window dressing it. But illegals crossing the border. Title 42 is getting ready to expire. And Biden's, well, we're going to send the troops 
to the border for what? The only thing they're doing is taking names. Meanwhile, you have someone like Francesco or Persa, I'm probably mispronouncing the name, a Mexican illegal alien living in Cleveland, Texas, as you mentioned, Andrew, went off on the deep end and killed five people of a family, including a kid. Now, when they say, and they also killed a child, to, to me, any death, since this death is unfortunate, by saying that it was a child was involved, does it make me any more sympathetic? A person, people, living human beings were killed. Innocent people were killed. You don't have to tell me it was a child and then just focus on the child. Just the fact that a person was killed as a whole, law-abiding citizens, is horrible. And yet this person was here who had been deported not once, but twice and three times. I think probably four times. And he'll probably come back because they just deported him. Well, you're going to deport him after committing a crime. He's going to come back in. But for some strange reason, his story has fallen off the radar. Just like the shooter in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, the shooter at the bank, who, by the way, happened to be a white man. It was all of like in his early 20s, a white man and a supporter of Black Lives Matter. But that story has fallen off the radar. And I was looking, just doing some research before we came on, you know, as we always do to put get these things together. And a story from CNN says that Louisville shooter left notes revealing part of his goal was to show how easily a mentally ill person can buy a gun in the U.S., sources say. Now, that was a headline of a story at CNN online. But this story has fallen off the radar. And the guy, apparently, the white guy who did the shooting was mentally ill. You know what else? He also killed a black woman worker at the bank, his colleague. Now, I would think that the media would be all over that, the same way they're all over the situation that took place here in New York City, whereby Jordan Neela was you know, subdued and unfortunately died because Daniel Penny, an ex-Marine, put a chokehold on him because he was trying to protect other passengers on a train here in New York City because they felt for their lives and they felt terrorized that this guy could probably kill us. But Daniel was white, Jordan was black. So as we said before, they want to chalk this up to racism. Whereas the guy, the Louisville, Kentucky shooter, who killed a black woman at a bank with an AR-15 style rifle, the guy's name was Connor Sturgeon. Well, that story's just gone. No one's going to talk about it. Like I said, he killed a black woman. Why are we talking about that? Why doesn't he have to pay? Why isn't the city looking at, oh, we, we, we need to look into this. This is racism. What's the difference between what Francesco, the Mexican illegal alien, did? He killed five people who was here illegally. What's the difference between him, Connor Sturgeon, the white guy who killed a black woman, and Daniel Penny, who was trying to save black lives on a train in New York City? It's just unfortunate that Jordan Neely, the person who was killed, happens to be black. What's the difference between those cases? And then there's so many other cases here in New York City of black people killing other black people, raping other black people. And then you look at Chicago. I mean, it's just like a cesspool there in Chicago under the former mayor, Lori Lightfoot, who was kicked out of office in favor of another radical black man who says that we need to defund the police, who says that recently when uh, these teens went on a wilding spree in downtown Chicago, that we shouldn't look at it and demonize it because they're just trying to let out frustration because they don't have the same advantages of white kids. What? Are you serious? But this is what was said. That we should look at it. And of course, the media just said, okay, well, I guess we won't look at it. 
Meanwhile, there was a black woman in that situation who saved the lives of a white woman and a black man. They were a couple. And she saw these teens beating the heck out of them. And she came up there, a black woman, and said, stop this. I've got to save these people because if they don't, they're going to be killed before my very eyes. And she stopped it, a black woman. But no one wants to talk about that because the mayor of Chicago, the new mayor of Chicago said, oh, there's nothing to see here. These kids are just disadvantaged and they're just letting out frustrations because they don't have after-school programs and they want to have programs just like the white kids. Now, the guy's name, the new mayor of Chicago's name is Brandon Johnson, just as radical as the day is long, but we're supposed to all celebrate. We're supposed to all say, hooray, hooray, Chicago has another black mayor. Gosh, this is so great. We're not racist. Yeah, but what is he going to do? Chicago is already on its last leg. Black-on-black crime is at an all-time high. Black people only make up 13% of the population. And why do we only make up 13% of the population if we have been in the United States all this time? I don't get it. We should make up at least 20%, but 13% of the population? And then a majority of the crime of that 13% is committed by a third of those people? And then we're letting illegals in at the border? Black people will always make up 13% or that number will decrease because we can't get our numbers up, because we have too much black-on-black crime, because we're aborting black babies. And then you want to tell me that there's racism, they want to kill us, they don't want us, these white people, they fear a black planet? A black America? No, it's more so that you guys just don't want black people here, these Democrats, because you know that you have screwed them over, you have messed up the family with your ridiculous social programs, that are designed to keep the black family apart, designed to tear away the black family, designed to abort babies, and you're okay with that. Is, is that where we are? So do we actually think that the mayor-elect Brandon Johnson is going to do anything? We're fooling ourselves. We're fooling ourselves. I mean, what is this? Why can't we just stop and look and see that what's happening here is indicative of the policies created by the left, designed to scare people. If we were to stop and use rational, look at this rationally, we would know that Francisco or Persa, can't remember, can't pronounce his name, but the Mexican guy who was here illegally should not have been here. And he would have gone undetected had he not flipped and shot five people. But that story has fallen off the radar. Now, I don't know if he was mentally ill or not. He was just a bad hombre, as President Trump would have said. Because we know the best aren't coming here. Because if the best were coming here, they wouldn't be in this situation. And then on top of that, Andrew, I don't know if you've seen the pictures of these illegals that are camping out in police stations like Chicago. Am I supposed to feel sorry for Chicago? Am I supposed to have a bleeding heart and go, oh, that's so sad? And they always put children, the children walking around with a pamper or a diaper on. They're sleeping on the cold floor. And no one told them to come here. Yeah. And well, Chica- they want a better life. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I saw a video in Chicago where one of these five-star hotels that's been open forever, a uh, customer went inside and was immediately berated by the staff saying, what are you doing here? You're not a resident here. And the guy asked who the residents were, and the staff basically wouldn't tell him. But it turns out it's actually illegals who are occupying this hotel, uh, getting free room and board, probably at the taxpayer's dime. 
And uh, we see this going on all across the country with this invasion. It's just the hardworking taxpayers who are stuck fitting the bill. And speaking of the hotel here, I just read an article that they're planning on opening up or converting this huge hotel that's next to one of the airports, I think JFK, and they're going to convert it to a housing complex to house homeless people, uh, low-income people, and uh, illegal aliens, basically. And here's my thing. I can't believe that in 2023, we're still dealing with this homeless, homeless crisis in the States. Why don't we try fixing that problem before we let in any more people here illegally? Because you know what's going to happen. They're coming here illegally, and then our taxpaying dollars will support them. Why don't we support the citizens that are here? Now, some of you will listen to this. You're saying, oh, you're being so harsh. You're being so cruel. No, I'm not. I'm just speaking the truth, truth to power. We need to take care of our own. Mexico can take care of their own. We have plants that are there. We have plants that are there that we're making cars and uh, clothing. Why can't that use that money to take care of their own citizens? Why are their citizens coming here? And we also have people going to Mexico to vacation, to Cancun, and some of the other resort areas. So why is it that we have Mexicans coming here thinking it's a better life here in America? A better life in America, racist America, that the Democrats are constantly telling us that we're all racist? Why are they coming here? We give the country, we give Mexico money to take care of their citizens. Why can't they stay there? Why are they coming here upsetting the apple cart? We have our own issues. Let us resolve our own issues. And when I, have pe- when I hear people coming here and saying, well, America doesn't belong to you, and you guys took America from the Indians, I'm like, stop with that nonsense. It's so ridiculous. It's stupid. It doesn't belong to the Indians either. And why are we still funding the indigenous Indians on those reservations? Why? I mean, I would think by now, We've given them enough money, they would have been able to get off the reservations, but we're still, what we're doing, these are the social programs, like I said, created by the Democrats to keep these individuals permanently dependent upon them and their policies, because there is no reason why we should be funding Indians, American Indians. They should be off the reservations by now. But you know why they aren't? Because as long as we keep them there, The next generation will be there, and the next generation, and we'll keep telling those generations, we did you bad, we did you bad, so they can't grow. They can't get beyond that. It's a vicious cycle. Hear me, it's a vicious cycle. Think about it. This is 2023, and we're still giving them money, a leg up? Certainly some of those kids would have gone to college and said, no, we're, we're on our own now. But the more you keep giving and you're not telling them it's time for you to, you're on it for a period of time, this program, but then you have to graduate off. It is the same way with public housing. You're here for now, but once you get a job, you can move on. But you know why they can't do it? Because with these same programs, they have these ridiculous rules that you can only make so much. And if you make two more than that, then you've got to leave the public housing. Well, yeah, but I can't make enough to save to buy a house. I'm here so that I can save money to buy a house so that I can move out. But think about it, folks, seriously, think about this. You're in public housing because it's supposed to help you get on your feet to get a better job to go to school. So if you're there, and let's say you're paying $100 of rent, 
Then you go out, you go, you get your education and you get a job. Now you're making more money. And now you're trying to save so that you can move out of public housing and buy your own place, or at least get out of public housing and live in a better apartment. But the moment you start making money, they say, well, we're going to increase your rent. Well, why? Well, because you're making more money. Yeah, but I don't plan on staying here in the public housing indefinitely. So I'm making more money so that I could save and buy another house so that I could get good credit, Joe Biden, as opposed to trying to make people with good credit pay for the people with bad credits, mortgages. Think about it, folks. This makes no sense. I am there for a while so that I can move on. Now, we've got to go to commercial break, but I'm going to pick this back up on the other side because I want you guys to clearly understand what's happening here when governments take control. Yeah, well said. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body, and now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. I want to pick back up what I was talking about, the public housing, and how the Democrat policies are just destroying the fabric of our society. So again, to be clear, you have individuals who they can't afford a regular apartment price because, Andrew, I'm telling you, it will kill you. Here in New York City, you're paying upwards of $4,000 for one bedroom or studio, in some instances, in a decent area. And decent area, I mean, they, 
Oh, God. De Blasio just did a number on the folks here in New York City. He has homeless camps all over. He's putting homeless in with the regular people as if, though, that's going to help. How is that going to help a person who doesn't know how to manage a household or budget? Why would you go and put them in a, a high-end neighborhood to reduce the property value? I feel sorry for people who paid like millions of dollars for a condo. And then de Blasio or Eric Adams, de Blasio at the time, was moving in homeless people to reduce the value of that property. So you have a million-dollar property. You're going to put in a homeless shelter that's going to reduce your property value. You know why? Because there are going to be more homeless people moving in, and they don't know how to take care of things. Okay, guys, if you hear that sirens behind me, it's probably somebody who's gotten into trouble because of these failed policies of the Democrats. And now the police is trying to help them out. So that's what you hear. But continuing my story, back to the housing issue. So you have an individual who, like, I don't want to be homeless. So the government reaches out to them and they say that, okay, we're going to give you a place to stay, public housing. And your rent will be all of, uh, let's say, 100 bucks. So you stay there. You get a job. And you start to make more money on the job. And with that money, hopefully, you're saving that money to get a better house or to move out of the homeless shelter or to move out of the public housing that the government has put you in because public housing that the government has created or set up, they're horrible. They don't take care of them. They lie and say, we don't have the money to fix things. Whereas they have the money, they're just paying these bureaucracies, the folks at the top, these bureaucrats, these big salaries, as opposed to saying, we're not going to pay you that amount of money. If you want that amount of money, you go and you work with the public, the uh, private sector. But then they'll say, yeah, but if you want the best talent, you better pay me. So this, this is what happens. And then they do nothing about these public housings that need to be fixed, need to be painted. You can't live in a place and expect that the wear and tear is going to is it going to take place whereby you've got to fix the plumbing. You've got to fix the electricity. I mean, there's so much that goes on. Even when you live in a, your own private residence, you know uh, you have to still pay money to keep things up to date. So you move into public housing, you start making money, and like I said, you're saving so that you can move out. But then the government comes in and says, oh, wait a minute. When you came here, your rent was $100, and you were only making $10,000. Now you're making twenty dollars or $30,000. we have got to increase your rent. We're going to increase your rent by 50% or more. Then you're like, wait a minute. I'm trying to save so that I can move out. Well, I don't care, but you're making a lot of money. We've got to increase the rent. So they increase the rent, you can't save anymore, and then you're looking at this and you're like, what gives? I'm trying to earn money so that I can move out, but the more I make, you take from me, so why should I even work? I'm just not going to work anymore. I'm just going to let the government take care of me. And that's what happened. It becomes a vicious cycle. And as I mentioned uh, in one of our shows, I'll mention it again in this show, is that these public houses are designed for single mothers. Because when families try to move in, they'll increase the rent such that the dad goes, well, I'm not going to stay here because if I do, I can't make enough money to support my family and take care of this rent, so I'm going to leave. So then you have single household women, and a majority of them are women of color, be they black or Hispanic. This is a vicious cycle created by the Democrat Party, designed to keep these women behind the eight ball designed for these women to have children and to have sons who become 
nuisance to society. And then we want to cry racism. This is the genesis of the programs of the left. This is the very genesis that creates the hardship, that creates the problems that we see. And instead of addressing the problems and saying, we have to come up with a better system, we're busy letting in illegals and making them part of the problem also. We're going to get them here. And then we'll get them on the uh, the government policies uh, programs. We won't wing them off. We'll just get them here. And then they're forever dependent upon us and what we're doing for them. So when they come out, you have people like Al Sharpton marching out and saying, oh, well, look at what we've done for you. The Republicans aren't doing anything for you. Yeah, you're doing a lot for them. You have them breeding on a program that will not allow them to grow. This is 2023. And when you have people who have been living in government public housing for 20 and 30 and 50 years, it's like, what gives? It's like the entire generation of that family was reared on public housing, reared off of the government's dime, off of our taxpayer dime. And then you want to go in, well, we're going to tax the rich more so we can get more money out of them. What for? You're not doing anything with the money that you have. As I mentioned in one of our other shows, you look at the billions of dollars that was given to de Blasio's wife, Sherlene, to help out the mentally ill, and they lost it. And there's no accountability for it. Just imagine all of the other money that's going to the government. I mean, actually, stop and think. All of the fines that the government collects from financial institutions, millions of dollars that equal become billions of dollars. What are they doing with that money? Where is that money going? I'll tell you where it's going. They're creating more programs, more social programs, and they have to hire more people. They're bringing people from the private sector into the government. These people go in, they make connections, they start filling out things, and then when they leave the government, they go back to the private sector, and then they can pick up the phone and call someone within the government to help them out with all these deals. So they're growing their private sector jobs. That's what's happening. And that's the reason why Trump said, I want to drain the swamp. Hear me clearly. What is happening is that you have our government under the Democrats right now under Joe Biden, that they're creating more social programs, making more people dependent upon the government. They're bringing in illegal aliens, making them dependent upon the government. When they become dependent upon the government, they create more social programs to pay them, to take care of them. And instead of these people finding a ground to make money, to get off the government programs, they just stay there. And then you have people from the private segment say, oh, I know how I can help out. I want to help out my government. They come in with their crazy ideas. Well, why don't we create this program? Now, remember, these programs are designed, created by them, designed so that when they leave that government job, they can go out, they can become these lobbyists and say, oh, I helped to create that program. So I know the ins and the outs. So I know how we can take this private sector and match it in with the government, and then we can keep getting money from the government. And no one is really stopping to think about it. Now, here's something else I want you to think about. Just going back to these illegals that are coming in at the border. Now, think about this. So you have all these people that are coming in illegally, looking for jobs. And places like New York, they're saying, well, we're going to give them work, working permits. In California, working permits. Joe has been in office for all of like two and a half years. These people have come here. Some of them were pregnant. Some of them will get pregnant, have babies. And then those babies become United States citizens. And as I've said before, we need to readdress that. We need to look at the Constitution and say, nope, we're not doing that anymore. Citizenship by birth has to stop. 
It was created back during slavery. And it was created because of the Democrats, again, wanted to say that, oh, blacks, they're not citizens, so they can't vote because they weren't born here. So it took Republicans to come in and say, no, if you're born here, you are a citizen. Now, we already had naturalized citizenship because the people that were coming in that had come from Europe. But then you had our lovely brothers and sisters in the South saying, oh, we're going to change that. Uh Uh-uh. Black people weren't born here. They're slaves. They can't be citizens, so they can't vote, and they can't participate in things that normal citizens would participate in. So Republicans had to come in and had to amend that so that they could say, no, you're born here. You are an American. But see, people don't know that. You know why? Because they don't teach that history in our schools. And they don't teach it because if they were to teach it, Black people would wake up and say, wait a minute, all this time we've been supporting the Democrat Party, and they're the ones who wanted to abolish us. They're the ones who wanted to kill us. No, I'm not saying that's true of all Democrats, because there are some good Democrats. But the same way there are some Republicans who are rhinos and who aren't fit to be in office, I would say that's twofold for the Democrat Party, with Joe Biden at the top should not be there. Look at our media. Democrats should not be reporting on the news. So I just wanted to drop you that little nugget. But back to my story of the dependency on the government with these social programs. So you have all these illegals that are coming here, looking for work, looking for jobs. And like I said, they've had babies. They become citizens. Now think about this. And this is, I hope, some of the Republican leaders are thinking about this. What are you going to do about these people when Republicans do get into office? What are you going to do about them? Well, what do you mean, what am I going to do about them? Well, they're here. You're not going to send them back to Mexico. Mexico probably wouldn't take them. So what are we going to do about these millions of illegals that are here in the country? The government can't keep taking care of them. We can't keep issuing checks. We can't keep footing the hotel bills and paying for their allowances. Now, I'm sure some of them would like that. They can just live off the fat of the land of my taxpayer dollars. But what are you going to do about them just sitting here? A decision has to be made. When Trump was in office, we were talking about it, about the dreamers, something that Obama created, the disaster of a president that he was. And I know a lot of people saying, oh, don't say that. He was the first black president. I don't care if he was the first blue president. If he didn't do anything for the country substantial to help us, then it was worthless. Now, hear me clearly. Am I proud that he, a black man became the president? Of course. Yes. The first black president, but that shouldn't be the sense of my pride. It should be that he was the first black president who did something of substance, who did something of significance, as opposed to divide us around along racial lines. There's a big difference. We shouldn't just be giving positions to people because of the color of their skin, of their gender, as the Democrats are now trying to introduce. He's a drag queen. He should be he should be at a high office. Look at Biden. Put this woman, this man there. Rachel Levin, his name, actually his name is Richard Levin, making him the admiral of health. Really? You could have just gotten a woman for that. Not a man pretending to be a woman. A man who's taken a woman's position because he wants to say he's a woman. In actuality, it's mental illness. Goes back to Andrew, mental illness again. When are we going to take care of the mentally ill as opposed to just saying, let's give up on it. Let's just let them do whatever they want to do, which is what happened. With these transgenders, we decided, hey, if we can't beat them, let's join them. No, absolutely not. There's a mental illness there, and it needs to be addressed. And we should not push that down on our children. 
These children don't have mental illness. It is the parents that's telling the children that, and those parents should lose custody of those children, plain and simple. I would go in and say, we're confiscating all these children. They shouldn't be with those parents because those parents are confusing them, which is what happened with the shooter in Nashville. That woman was confused because of the indoctrination of the Democrat Party. Her mom and dad were so busy trying to look at Black Lives Matter and make certain that, oh, equal rights for this, and equal rights for that, and they lost control of their own family, not realizing that their own daughter was suffering. And this is what's happening within the families of so many Democrats. They're trying to, we want to level the playing field. We want to help black people because of what we did. Okay, that's what your ancestors did. But right now, we have all these programs designed to help them, but those same programs are hurting them by keeping them addicted to a system that will not free them. That's what has happened. So going back to these illegals that are here, what are we going to do with a lot of them? We can't send them back. And as I said, when Trump was in office, he said, okay, look, this is what we'll do. We'll let them stay here. But they can't immediately become citizens. They can't start voting, which is what the Democrats want. They can be here under these terms and conditions, which is what we need. And I would say to every Republican right now, you need to start looking at this. Because when you do take control, hopefully in 2024, it will be marching up front and they will say, what are we going to do? And we don't need to be consumed with trying to address that problem. We need to formulate a plan now as to how we're going to tackle this. Because when you take office, hopefully in 2024, there are other issues that we need to resolve, like China, like this whole transgender mess. We need to put that in line with, this is a mental illness. So for now, let's address the issue with these illegals that are here. What are we going to do? Do we say, okay, you're here, you are not citizens, you cannot vote, you will never be able to vote because you came here illegally, but the children that were born here, okay, we'll let them stay here under these terms and conditions. Now, I'm just speaking hypothetically, but we need to come up with a plan because, Andrew, a plan is needed. We'll take this back up on the other side of the break. You're tuned into After Dark with Rob and Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Rob and Andrew. It was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime, and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Out loud. 
world-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. And we're back with the final half of After Dark with Rob and Andrew. And Andrew, i got to say that. Now, a lot has been happening in 2023. And we've been at the forefront of it all as far as our coverage and trying to bring to our listeners the latest and the greatest. So, and, and I thank you guys for tuning in. And many of you have been sharing our stories and some of you giving us feedback online as well as on Twitter, which we're not on. They won't let us on. I don't know why. I think that there's someone who's there that just completely does not like us because I would think that if we were to meet Elon Musk, Andrew, I think that he would probably like us. And I think he would say, wow, you guys are on top of your game. But for some reason, we can't get back on. But nevertheless, we still have our voice. And we are using that voice in other venues. I guess eventually I'll probably try to start us a uh, Instagram account and we'll become a social influencer there. Because we're definitely out there in talk radio. And there are many other things that are happening. And as I've said before, Andrew, both of, I have, us, both of us have said, you know, if there's someone that you think that we should get in contact with to continue spreading, uh, sharing After Dark with Arv and Andrew, just get in contact with us, with our station manager and let us know. And we'll do it. But I want to get back to my story where I was talking about the illegals that are here now. And I would venture to say there's probably, Andrew, over a million that are here. And we've got to take into consideration the Afghanistanians that we brought here after Biden's failed withdrawal from Afghanistan. Because I think then there were 50,000 Afghanistanians that came here and dispersed around the country. And some of them were in Texas. And when they went there, believe it or not, well, I won't say believe it or not, because this is to be expected, a lot of them tried to bring their repressive traditions here. And we were trying to help them, especially some of the women on base. They balked at it and said, don't touch us. Who do you think you are? Now, just imagine we're bringing that from there to here. You want to talk about racism? That's just going to just continue because we're not addressing the root cause of the problem. Racism exists. But until we address it and just say, we, we got to stop calling everything racism because it could be another factor here that's at play. But for now, they want to run with it. So, oh gosh, we, there's just so many issues that we have to deal with in this country in order to get it on the right track. But going back to what I was saying, because there's some other topics we want to talk about, the illegals that are here, what are we going to do with them? Republicans have got to come up with a plan. And I say Republicans, but Democrats also, some of the level-headed Democrats need to come up with a plan also with how are we going to address this? There is no reason, and we should not, and absolutely under no circumstances, let people who have come here give them citizenship. No, that can't happen. It should never be thought about. No way, OJ, uh-uh, ma-ma. No, no, no. It can't happen. They came here illegally. They broke the law. They broke the law. Why isn't Alvin Bragg going after them? And then you have the mayor of New York saying, oh, the mayor of Texas, he's a racist because he's sending all these illegals to these states, these uh, cities that are run by blacks, black mayors. Uh, no shit, Sherlock. 
you guys are the big cities. You guys are the cities that said that we're sanctuary states or sanctuary cities. So of course he's going to send them there, and rightfully so. Texas isn't a sanctuary haven, so they can't stay there. He's got to send them to a place that they can get help, which is New York and San Francisco and Chicago and Atlanta and all these other places that are raising their hands up and saying, oh, we're sanctuary. And they're doing it. It's a virtuous signaling because they want people to think, you see, we're letting them in because we're not racist. Yeah, but you cannot afford to have them there. You can't take care of your current citizens that are there. So why are you going to let them hopscotch ahead of people who are trying to come here legally? And, and what's, I, want to, I want to interview someone, Andrew, who's trying to come here legally. And they see that we're letting these other people, illegals, hopscotch ahead of them. It's not fair. It's just not fair. But no one wants to call it out. It's unbelievable. That being said, uh, something has to be done about the people that are here. We have to address that. And we have to address it as soon as possible. And don't wait, Republicans. You need to come up with the plan now. And one of the things I would submit to you is what Trump said, which makes perfectly good sense, is that the ones that have come, they will never be citizens. Never. Yes, they can work but they would never be citizens. And we need to issue them a card, tag them or do whatever we need to do to keep uh, track of them. But they would never be allowed to work here. Never. End of discussion. Caputo. Never. They can't work. They can't vote. Period. Black people, you should understand that because look at how difficult it was for you to get the right to vote. And you did everything you're supposed to have done. So now you want to give that up to illegals to change laws that will impact you and your family? Wake up. And that's true of anyone who's here. White people also. It's true. You shouldn't want people just to come here and take over. And yes, we deserve to have a border. And I think I was mentioning in one of my other conversations, and I you know, got sidetracked about you know, the Indians that are saying, oh, well, they're here, and they, this should be their country. No, no, no. Stop that. Stop that nonsense, okay? There are people that were been here, born here, way before the current Indians that were here. So we need to stop that. We need to take people off of these social programs and say, hey, we've done all we could do, and now it's time for you to fly, just like birds do with their baby birds. Once they get to a certain age, they push them out of the nest and say, God be with you, fly, and prosper. That's what has to happen, okay? Otherwise, we're gonna, we'll be forever taking care of adults, taking care of a generation of people that will never become self-sufficient. But this administration, you know, Penn, they don't, they don't care, and they will keep doing it, and they're only doing it, Andrew, for the vote. Just the other night, I don't know if you saw it, we had uh, Joe Biden. He was giving a, a press conference to this woman, Stephanie Rule of Fake News MSNBC, and she opened the interview up by saying, Hello, Mr. President. Glad you could uh, be with us. How do you feel about uh, about there's a possibility that your son can be indicted? And it has nothing to do with you, nothing at all. And he comes out with, because, you know, he was already, he already knew about the question. He comes out and says, well, my son has done nothing wrong. I love my son. He's the greatest person ever. This is the same person who is trying to push all these illegal aliens on us. I mean, did you see that interview, Andrew? Yes, I saw clips from the interview, and uh, unfortunately, uh, this is just how the media seems to be set up right now. As you uh, stated the question to me, it's just perfect description of how the media treats Joe Biden with kid gloves on. They don't want to accidentally make him have to speak off script, even for a moment. They literally um, cover up for him every chance they get. And they cover up for him because he does not know how to answer a question. You got Trump who will go out and speak extemporaneously nonstop. And these knuckleheads, 
come to Joe, he has to write out the questions. They're written out on a card and there's no shame to it now. I mean, he comes out, they will roll him out. He will come out with his cue cards. And even with the cue cards, he's stumbling and mumbling. He can't get it right. Just the other day when he went back, remember guys, he had gone to Ireland, he came back. And I think it was bring the child to work day. And a lot of these reporters and other staffers of his brought their kids to work. And we mentioned this before, but they keep showing this clip and the media keeps trying to cover up for him because one of the kids said, where was the last country you've gone to? And he couldn't remember. He was like, uh, let me see. And some kid brought it out. You just got back from Ireland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He genuinely had forgotten that. He didn't know it. The man has dementia. And they're trying to cover for him. I, and we talk about this all the time, especially Jill Biden, what she's doing. And, oh, oh, Andy, did you see her this past weekend? She went to the coordination of King Charles. Did you see that by any chance? Did you see any of the clips of it? <laughs> I saw I, some of it. Go ahead. I did. I saw her grandstanding around. She just was in her element there. She loves being on the camera. She loves any of the attention that she can get. And uh, this was right down her alley. Right down her alley, and she brought her granddaughter. She didn't bring Hunter Baby's mama's daughter, the, the, the daughter that they're, the grandchild that they're trying to ignore. I think her name is, oh gosh, uh, it's, a, it's a strange name, Hope or, oh, I can't think of the kid's name, but she's all of four. And Hunter does not want to claim her because he had her uh, impregnated a stripper. I think it's really unfortunate that they won't claim this child, but he won't claim her. Joe Biden won't claim her, and they're looking the other way as if though she doesn't exist. But yet still, Hans is supposed to be paying, I think, like 20000 a month for child support, which he doesn't want to pay. He claims, oh, I don't have any money. Yeah, but look at all these corrupt business deals that you've been doing. Money from China. What are you doing with that money? Where is that money coming from? And, and although we know it's Ukraine and Russia. And now we have these whistleblower, Andrews, that are coming out saying that Joe Biden was aware of a lot of these business dealings. And we spoke about this on one of our other shows. A whistleblower has come out and said that Joe Biden, as then vice president, no, I'm going to connect all this together. Stay tuned. As vice president, Joe Biden was working, selling influence to his office to businessmen in China, Ukraine, and Russia. While Joe Biden, as vice president, was working with Obama to shape our policies. And those policies being designed benefited Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. And now that this is all coming out for the media on both sides not to look at this and call it out the way they lied about Trump and said that Trump had done something nefarious, Trump's children had done something nefarious, it's it's an abomination. It's I want to say it's embarrassing, but it's more than that. It's just it's biased politics. It's the crooked media, the biased media. And then you have Republicans who see this, who see all of the evidence, evidence that we did not have when they were talking about Russia collusion. And they sit back and do absolutely nothing. They say nothing. It's as though they want to win favor from the left. Or some would say, well, we want Trump. This will stop Trump. But it's not just stopping Trump, it's stopping the movement, it's stopping the country from being from going forward, and it's stopping the Republican Party. Because when you play get in the mud with the Democrats, you get muddy. You're thinking that, well, we're going to sideline Trump and we'll let someone else come in like uh, DeSantis or some other candidate. I, I heard Bill Barr say the other day that he was talking to Geraldo. And Geraldo, in my opinion, is just a complete swamper. He might say that he's an independent, but you got to go back to the old days when Geraldo had his show on TV. And 
it was all it was a, a scandalous show. It was nothing but uh, was it, it it appealed to the lowest denominator. At one point, he was, I guess, a serious journalist. And you guys also got to remember about the Geraldo that Bette Mittler made a statement or comment. She said that he had he forcefully kissed her back in the 70s or the 80s. Now, he's since apologized. I'm sure he was afraid that he was going to get caught up in the whole Me Too movement and, and would have been taken down. But see, these people forget when the heat is on them and they try to duck it and hide. But when it's someone else, it's like, let's just pile on. So he does not like Trump now for whatever reason. And he was interviewing Bill Barr, and Bill Barr said, well, if you like Trump's policies, just think about this. He would never be able to institute them institute them, because he would just – he doesn't have the discipline. He would be in complete chaos. He would bring chaos back to the White House. This is the same Bill Barr who, when he was the attorney general, he said that he understood why Trump was mad and why Trump behaved the way he did. Because if you were the president… And you had a group of people that were constantly lying on you and saying that you betrayed the country, that you were in office because of another country, because of Russia. How would you feel? But see, Bill has forgotten all about that. And now he has taken a walk on the dark side, not that he ever came on the right, on the clear side. And he's piling on Trump because he does not want Trump to have a second term. He does not want Trump to get back into office because if Trump does... His little game of being able to make money off his position would be over. That is the same reason why he didn't go further and putting the nail on Bob Mueller's coffin. Bob Mueller's completely compromised when he was handling the Russia collusion investigation. He didn't even he didn't even know what was going on half the time. And he's just like Joe Biden. He's suffering from dementia. Where is Bob now? I guarantee you Bob is at home suffering from dementia or Alzheimer's, but they won't say anything about it. They'll keep it under wraps until, unfortunately, we'll find out that he died, and they'll say he suffered from dementia. It's too late now. The damage has been done. This whole rules with Russia collusion and him claiming that he was investigating it. And I'm sure that his wife, Bob's wife, went to Bill Barr and said, hey, Bill, you got to help us out here because Bob doesn't know what he's doing. But we don't want Bob to go out like this. You've got to help us out. So Bob went into the Trump White House claiming that he's going to put the kibosh on everything. And he did for the most part because he knew it was all a lie. But now he's out and saying things, well, we can't put Trump in office because he can't execute his policies. His policies are good. But when you look at Trump's policies, Trump did execute a lot of his policies. Granted, he had to fight through Democrats and, and Republicans the only thing that I don't think he was successful with was the entire build the wall. He started it. But then Mad Dog Mattis went to him and said, well, we want to be able to give our military, give them a raise. So we can't we got to use that money for the wall and give it to them. But little did Trump know that Mad Dog Mattis was only looking out for himself because he didn't want the wall to be built because that's part of the establishment. Don't build the wall. That is a great policy, but we don't want you to execute it. So I'm going to tell you we need to fund the military. We need to give our military guys a raise. And Trump acquiesced and said, let's give them a raise. And then we can look at the whole thing with COVID and shutting down. And Trump should have fired uh, that little Frankenstein, little munchkin, Dr. Fracci, and he didn't. But that's beside the point now. We're now looking at, like I said, all this stuff with smokescreen and mirrors. We're now looking at where the actual issues 
or corruption lie, which is with the Biden family, the Biden cabal. And if Biden was making policies as a vice president, listening to lobbyists and listening to foreign countries on the Barack Obama's watch, then Barack Obama is guilty also. But no one will say anything about it because Barack Obama is the first black president. And we can't dare touch him because if we do, they're going to say that we're racist, but they're going to call you racist regardless. They're going to call you racist regardless. But this is all about right now protecting Joe Biden and his family, allowing Joe Biden to go out with a bang. Although we see that the man has dementia, the man is definitely compromised mentally, physically, socially, economically, financially, all of those leads, he's compromised. He should not be in office. He's not fit to serve. But here we are. And you want to talk about mental illness, maybe he has a case of mental illness also that we should look at. I mean, we started off the show talking about mental illness, talking about people, about these uh, massive killings. And we, oh, by the way, we now know who killed the, uh, who opened fire in Texas, in Allen, Texas. (laughs) It's not about the guns, people. It's the people who are in power who want you to think it's about the gods, who want to change the narrative and make you think what it actually is, it isn't. And if we were to really get to the root cause of all this, it's all because of these politicians with these weak policies or lack of policies that's allowing all this to happen. They're the ones who are compromised. So instead of taking away the guns, take away the mental ill, like Joe Biden. (laughs) Take them away. And I would assure you, if we were to remove these people from society, you would remove their policies and their corruption, things would go a whole lot smoother. But until such time, we're stuck with what we got. Guys, it's been a great hour. Unfortunately, Andrew had to leave midway through the show, so I was left solo. But as Andrew always says, stem for something or fall for anything. And I would say to you, don't give away your guns. Keep your guns. Focus on the mental illness. They need help. This is After Dark with Robert Andrew and America Out Loud. Tune in tomorrow night, same time, same station. God be with you and forever stay watchful. Good night. Good night.